1: attention please and now it's
0: cutters rock, rock
1: oh god we have so much to catch up oh my by. goodness
2: i mean we've not what is this week and a half we've not seen each other
1: before christmas
2: yeah i'll say this i'm digging the way my days off are working out for an entire month i will not work a complete week for an entire month because next week I have are you fr- serious? next week i have friday off because i'm getting my second tattoo session
1: next week i have tuesday off because i'm going to the dentist that's right <laughs> yay <laughs> <laughs> dentist
2: so it looks like both of us will go There's... four entire weeks without working <laughs> <laughs> a full week for four entire weeks
1: so, well it turns out i didn't uh i didn't you know take all my vacation. So i had to roll over a couple of days and, <laughs> to add into the i had to... the company that we work for it's it's i i've been here for over 15 years mm-hmm. i've been i've worked for this company for over 15 years That's a lot of effing vacation. Mm -hmm. Why did I say effing we're on a podcast? Right. That's a lot of fucking vacation. It is. And it's cool. Like I'm I'm super excited about it. You know, like this year, four full weeks plus another week worth of personal days and stuff. And it's like, how do you do it? How the hell
2: (laughs) if it makes you feel any better? I had all of my vacation days were accounted for in the month of December. And I had a really really Did you work
1: on one of those two? I had a really all of them
2: busy, busy week and ended up having to have to back out one of my vacation days because I worked a full day so I had to back out my vacation day uh-huh. and then roll it over into the new year
1: what do you mean Katie <laughs> you do a podcast once a week and you're on the air for three hours I don't I just, get it
2: I push buttons I don't get it I don't know what you're talking about cutting you know do buttons
1: no way how was your time off by the way I know you went uh you went back
2: east I did I went back home for a couple of days uh, first time in three years and it was surreal and awesome I didn't do my, I didn't tell anybody I was going home except for my mom and my best friend yeah uh, so I I saw the two of them. I, my mom and I had a blast. We basically spent the entire time <laughs> drinking at home, watching a Harry Potter marathon. And <laughs> we did go to see Mary Poppins in theaters, which was fucking awesome. Is by it the good? Way. It is amazing. kids
1: to Go see it. I think.
2: you want to walk out of a movie. I don't care what kind of movie you like or don't like. You can call it whatever movie type of movie you want. Yeah. You want to walk out of a movie and feel good, like laugh through it. And I definitely, I teared at a couple of parts, not because it was sad, but because you're so, they did such a great job of developing the characters. Mm -hmm. You're so emotionally connected to the characters that it's like, oh, don't make that sad thing happen. Oh, yay. So, yeah. And you walk out just... Huge smile on your face. I can't wait to buy it. I I loved, as a kid,
1: the original Mary Poppins. Me too. I absolutely loved it. And you could say what you want, a badass rock and roll, blah, 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 blah. Fuck that. I loved Mary Poppins as a kid. There were a couple of movies that I just, and really quick, that I remember watching. The youngest of five kids Mm -hmm. by a lot. Those, in my parents being how old they are and whatever, there were... Movies were something of special, of a special nature when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Growing up on a farm, we were poor. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of us. <laughs> you know, movies <laughs> Movies were a spe- of a special nature. So Mary Poppins, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, oh, like yeah. in that same kind of realm of, uh, what, what's his name? Andy, um, the actor. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, the, Dick Van Dyke. Dude, Dick Van Dyke, not wow. Andy. I was going to say like... Andy Griffith, which I do remember <laughs> watching that show with my mom. But That's besides the point. Yeah, But Mary Poppins was one of my favorites.
2: Well, I'll say this. The movie, it it stands alone on its own as its own film. You do not have to see the first one. Um, It is not a a retake. They did a great job of connecting the two stories without Mm -hmm. trying to copy the story. Basically, the kids that Mary Poppins came to help in the first story are the adults of the second story. That's the connection. So it's Mary Poppins returns to help.
1: Those kids, the adults, kids, kids. right? They're kids. Yeah. So it's
2: the brother and sister. Yeah. And the brother's wife has passed away. And now she he has three kids Uh and the house is like going to be taken over by the bank or whatever. And his sister is there and Mary Poppins shows up and is like, I'm going to help. And it's adorable and fantastic. And I
1: mean, as long as we get a chimney sweep song, I'll be happy. There is. Uh,
2: Dick Van Dyke makes an appearance. Does he really? He does. And to see a 95 year old Dick Van Dyke tap dancing is pretty badass and makes (laughs) me like, Dick Van Dyke is like the ultimate badass. You're 95 years old still tap dancing, like on a desk, mind you. (laughs) Fuck yeah, man. You are a badass. Somebody
1: actually in the studio was holding him. (laughs) I'm just kidding. No, it
2: was great though. So, yeah, I had a good time. What about you? Did you have fun? You were kind of everywhere.
1: Yeah, it was an interesting week and a half off because I, Christmas was very family, 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 as mm-hmm. it should be. Uh, but you know, now that my girlfriend uh, Luna and I have been together for a couple of years, the family thing has started to happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like Christmas Eve, it's I didn't have my kids; they were with their mom. So I I went I went with her uh-huh. to her family's house where there's three Christmas trees in a house. <laughs> i just there's, i grew up i grew up a poor black kid i don't know what that means there okay so i wasn't black i was white as reasons. white can be but still
2: there are so many reasons that i'm glad i'm single just listening to everybody talk about the four and five and i six and only said christmas. on christmas
1: eve <laughs> just wait because there's more um, um I, yeah so christmas eve it was fun it was fine you know right. all good had fun her uh it was her Aunt, I got to remember how family actually works. But her dad's <laughs> side of the family, anyway. Um, we went to uh, we went to her dad's house. I love. He's a drummer. Her dad's a drummer. This right. is this is an, and uh, Katie, I know you know this story. Yeah. But so her dad's a drummer in uh, the Milwaukee, Wisconsin area, the same area that Mike Rengren from Disturbed mm-hmm. grew up in, mm-hmm. and Mike grew up watching my girlfriend's dad's band that's so cool so it's just this weird like and it's fun so we get along We I ended up bringing my guitar down we him and i jammed that's a little awesome. bit we just you know just on that's stupid cool. stuff it was fun yeah anyway so we that was christmas eve and then on christmas day was my family okay so christmas day morning the kids uh after they went to church with their mom uh-huh. i don't do that stuff but no, they neither. do so whatever uh I went and got them, and we had Christmas morning with presents and all of that stuff, and, and Luna, and then she went down by her family again and stayed there for the rest of the next couple of days, whatever, right. but I went, uh, I, I took the kids over by my family's, and we did all of that, Awesome. Uh, which was a lot of fun, you know, obviously, and then, by the way, best gift, family gift, Nintendo Switch. Okay, so, oh. our fearless leader, Elwood, yeah. got
2: one of those as well. And um, Would he
1: get the little Nintendo? The or little he one. Get, the yeah, little so I got a Nintendo Switch. Okay,
2: don't know the difference. Doesn't That's matter fine. to me. It's old school Nintendo games. I'm happy. So, he got one of the little ones. And New Year's Eve went to his house to uh. drink and party it up. <laughs> party it up. We rock started out uh,
1: out. With Nintendo games? After
2: drinking that and playing better. Scrabble.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: We picked up Nintendo. So, now I have a cut. On my finger from two hours of playing Super Mario 3 and getting like a callus or something from the controller that's now cut on my finger. Were, were you able
1: to use the Q? I don't know. In Scrabble? The Q, that's the high point. Scrabble. The fucking board game that you said you played. Right,
2: I understand Scrabble. that. Scrabble. I understand what a you're Q saying. Q has I've a lot never, of points on it. I've never heard that term in Scrabble.
1: It's not a term, it's a fucking letter.
2: Oh, the Q, the letter Q. Wow. Wow. Yes, actually, I did twice. Wow.
1: Holy shit.
2: I thought, I'm thought i thinking like Q ball. I'm like, nope. what the fuck is he talking nope. about?
1: Were you able to use the Q? I've never heard that term in Scrabble. <laughs> what the fuck? Katie, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> There are some
2: moments where I am so ridiculously smart, and there are other moments where I am just dumb as a box of rocks, dude. That was a lot of the two. I
1: wish you could have seen the face that Katie was giving me.
2: I'm just like, what are you talking about? I'm so confused. Oh, the letter Q. Yes, actually. What I got about multiple toys. What about, Were you
1: able to use the X?
2: I was able to use the no, X. No,
1: that's a term that you use for having oh, for fucking.
2: Well, fuck. No, I didn't do that over the holidays.
1: Okay. For fucking the X. Did you do the X? <laughs> oh, no, fuck no.
2: There's not one X I would do.
1: Not a one. Uh, me neither. Um
2: yeah, I really <laughs> there's a reason they're X's.
1: Yeah, right. Uh it's usually yeah, part okay. of it. So yeah, Nintendo. Yeah, Nintendo. Yeah, anyway, scrambled. yeah, where was I and all that? So you Christmas and then Christmas family. the next day and then it was family more left. fam more of her family stuff. And then uh and then the kids hanging out. They were grounded. Oh, so it was really funny, actually, because (laughs) we got a Nintendo Switch, Uh but except they were grounded from screen time. Oh, that's awesome for the entire week.
2: Oh, please tell me they watched you play it.
1: Uh, They watched her play it for sure. (laughs) Yes, which is even better. I bet she loved every minute of it. She fucking fucking did love every minute uh of it. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Like, oh, you want to
2: play? Sorry, you were an asshole. You don't get to.
1: Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) I believe that sentence was actually said at one point. (laughs) I
2: love her.
1: Um, oh, that's awesome. I'll get, you know my kids are I love my kids and they're fantastic right. and they're amazing. But, they're kids. but they they fucked up mm-hmm. and they uh they said something to, they didn't listen they didn't do mm-hmm. something at mom's I don't remember exactly what it was but we keep the punishments if you're grounded from something for a certain amount of time it doesn't just change when you go to dad's house right. or when you go to mom's house. That's awesome, it's the same. So if you're grounded from TV, you don't know, get TV don't care where you are. The only time you can watch TV is if it's on because somebody else is watching it. Mm-hmm. But it's whatever they're watching. It's not like you're going to go watch your your cartoons or your shows. Oh, or, man. That makes you know, me whatever. just want
2: to put the weather channel on for them and make them sit in front of it. You know, are you
1: kidding me? Have you met my daughter? She'll she sit and watch the lo- the weather she channel and be like,
2: Dad, I think it's going to rain on Thursday. In Milwaukee and then yeah. maybe in Albuquerque <laughs> on Friday.
1: Dad, when are you <laughs> going back to L.A.? Because it said it's going to be cold there. There's a cold front moving
2: in from Canada that's going to take a-
1: right. Exactly, <laughs> she would
2: totally do that. That's hilarious. Dad. If
1: you got to go to New York, you should go on this day. <laughs> no, honey, I'm going to Phoenix in a couple of days. Well, it's going to be cold and rainy there. It's not going to be snowing. Actually, I see. I should have had her watching. It. I would have known before I left for Phoenix <laughs> that, that it was, was going to be forty degrees and rainy instead of. The desert.
2: Oh, Oh. sidebar. I'll say this. In going home to Virginia, I walked out of my mom's house one day and it was super sunny. Middle of the afternoon and sunny and like 60 degrees.
0: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
2: My mom's got a coat on. She's like, what are you doing? You're going to freeze your ass off.
1: How, how, what was the temperature?
2: It was like 60. Uh,
1: okay. She
2: had a coat on. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm like, ma, seriously, I'm, I am so used to 20 degree days. This is sunshine. I feel like I'm at the beach. Like I want all to right. put on a bathing suit and put a baby baby pool out and just chill. But I'm looking at everybody that's walking through stores. They got hats and coats on. I'm like, you bitches. But then I came back here and drove in the snow and was like, you people can't drive in the snow. So no, Mm-mm. no,
1: no, <laughs> no. Uh, uh, no. But yeah, so, so good I mean, times. It's winter. Good times. Phoenix was by awesome all. though. Good. Yeah, that was cool. That was a fun. You know, I, I went to Phoenix, Katie. To hang out with a band called The Black Mood. So if you look back on the Rockcast feed, the last episode that was posted was actually posted on New Year's Eve mm-hmm. because I had a conversation with this band out of Phoenix, Tempe area right? called The Black Mood.
2: Really cool band, by the way. As really I dug cool band. further into their stuff, mm-hmm. they've got a real... i have got a couple
1: records out. I want to see them. Yeah. They're
2: one of those bands that I've listened to enough tracks now that I like all the music, but it's... I get that. I really want to see them live. I want to see how they rip it live. Live
1: is where it was at. That's what I. You live can feel is it. where it was at. You
2: can feel it in the band. Three
1: piece band with a, a with a keyboard player for live stuff. That's awesome. And it was just and the, dude Josh the lead singer. Yeah. It, dude, dude's a rock star, man, yeah. I, and no doubt, you know. And as the he explained the story on the podcast, so go listen to it, but. Uh, he was heavily influenced by the Jim Blossoms, and then ended up you can working so with hear them. That. Oh shit! So it was that, it like, and it just worked. And their their cool. their new record, they're they're working with Johnny K, legendary producer out of yeah. Chicago. I've been to Johnny K's studio, and it's so cool. Um, and he's such a great guy. Johnny K, of course, has worked with uh, Nirvana and right. and Foo Fighters, of course. And the
2: list is pretty massive. It's
1: hugely massive. Yeah, and he's he's just one. He's one. Johnny K is one of those old. I didn't see. I have his contact info now. We should see if we can get him on an episode because That'd seriously, be cool. he is just, he's such an enigma when it comes to producing rock records mm-hmm. or metal records or whatever. He's one of these guys that to this day, it's just, if you're a band, you go, here's, here's some behind the scenes stuff. If you're a band, you go into a studio, you have a producer, and engineer, right? Mm-hmm. The producer normally charges whatever he charges or she charges to produce said record then they get whatever percentage off the songs that were recorded in that studio that they produced for the for life basically right. you know whatever that is a point or two or
2: and by producing we're talking mixing mastering that kind of stuff like basically there
1: for the whole aspect of it right the the person who not necessarily sits and presses every single button mm-hmm. but is the person that listens to every Every single, and I mean every single sound, note, all of that. It's the person who says, that was good, but not great, so do it again. Or you were flat on that note, sing it again. Or... That that solo does not work on that song. Write a different one.
2: So basically, uh, the non-emotional connection to the music correct. that helps pull the artist. Yeah, that's out a really good way.
1: Artist. Really good way to explain it. Okay. Um, and some producers will sit and actually engineer their own stuff. Johnny mm-hmm. Kay is one of those guys. He has people that work at the studio, but he will sit at the board and actually pot stuff up, fade stuff down, mm-hmm. mix on the fly. He's got a giant board and a giant studio that mm-hmm. overlooks Chicago. It's fucking. Cool. I would have to wear a diaper. If um, I in it, there. it's and you would never know it's there. It's just one of those like, oh, here's a five level building that you would never know existed. And like, he has the top three levels basically. Johnny Hay, if you're listening,
2: can I come visit? I'll bring Um, you cookies. I make really good cookies.
1: But so he was there at this stuff in New Year's Eve. So go out to New Year's Eve and uh, Katie sit down and have this conversation with Black Moods, right? Mm -hmm. And there's people at this party. And it was just basically an introduction of this to to some people, you know, Mm -hmm. myself. uh, our friend Borna, who yeah. uh, programs the rock station in Milwaukee. Our friend Jave, uh, who programs or does more stuff, even uh, for a couple of radio stations in Reno. Mm-hmm. Um, our friend Dan or Ken, I'm sorry, who uh, sorry Ken, uh, who does stuff in in Charleston mm-hmm. and, and, and going on from there. And then Johnny Kay's there, and um, legendary A and R person who founded Windup Records. That's Diana so awesome. Meltzer was there. It's just. So it was a really cool experience uh, as a whole. And then live that next night, like after after sitting down and talking to them, and they did some acoustic stuff, and it was fun. They have a wine mm-hmm. um, that was really delicious. Yeah, I saw actually. that. Don't
2: they have two wines?
1: They have one now. They're introducing a second one. Okay, yeah, okay. I knew
2: um, I like I read all about their wines, and I mm-hmm. was like, damn it, why am I allergic to wine? Because I really want to try these. Yeah,
1: and the drummer's the drummer's kind of that's his brainchild. Okay. that's you know whatever.
2: Him and Maynard need to hook up.
1: No shit. Be best friends, um, BFFs over there. So it was cool, man. Like, it was a really fun, and I'm glad we did it. You know, it just so happened that it was my year where I didn't have the kids on New Year's, Mm -hmm. and we were kind of looking for something to do anyway. Uh, Luna and I were trying to figure that out. Then uh, they hit us up about this party in new right. in phoenix i talked to borna he's like i'm not doing anything on new year's and we're like well, let's go God, man Let, you know it. so we met up we met up at the airport in milwaukee and That's went awesome. to you know it was yeah it was really really cool man Hell it was a yeah. great time
2: you know what i'm not gonna lie when i was scrolling through social media and i saw the post of borna in phoenix and i was like what the fuck is Borna? And borna and cutter and the Fe- little bitch i was so disappointed that i didn't get to see borna <laughs> I was like, oh I'm so excited for cutteries at this really cool industry thing. Little bitch got to see Borna, who lives an hour and a half down the road. Like I can't like I don't see him every time I go to the rave.
1: (laughs) And it wasn't (laughs) Yeah, right? No shit. But that's what I was disappointed
2: about was that I didn't get to see Borna. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Fucking issues. Cutter goes off and meets the, the founder of Wind Up Records, and I'm agitated that I didn't get to see Borg. Dude,
1: totally by random, that's though. so cool. I had no clue. It that's was just so a, a couple cool. friends of us getting together and going and hanging out with this band we all really like. Right. You know, that's all it was, man. Which is awesome. And it was just like, go to this show in their hometown. Um, They have a deal with this resort, so they get to uh, hook so up some cool. hotel rooms. It was awesome, you know? Oh, it yeah. wasn't 100% paid for, but paid for enough right. that you're like, it's worth going. Dude, it's it's just and a cool it, experience, just, and, uh, and yeah, that it,
2: to happen.
1: The, the Diana Meltzer thing was so fucking random, Katie, because we're—I I had no clue kind of what to expect mm-hmm. for these two days. I just knew that we were going to get together uh, at their manager's condo and have some
2: food, right?
1: Play acoustic, drink some wine. That was really the introduction of their wine, right? You know, on a, on a more major scale. Uh, we're gonna do that, and that's really what it was for, right? So I had no clue that all these other people were going to be there. <laughs> so Diana Mel, we're like waiting. We're getting we're getting Ubers to go to uh, some bar. We're all gonna go out in Tempe, basically, mm-hmm. you know, or Scottsdale or wherever we were. I don't know where we were. Scottsdale, I think. And uh, we're all gonna go out to this bar that Chico, the drummer of the Black Moods, okay. is a big fan of going to, right? And we're waiting and we're just like, everybody's kind of giving hugs, saying goodbye for people who are leaving or, hey, are you going to the bar? All that, that process, right. you know, which always takes a half hour of course. at least. Of course. And this older woman comes up to me, this older woman who looks incredible, like just, you know, you can tell Dude, she's, wow. she's a uh, you can tell she is something or someone. You know what I mean? Just has that vibe about mm-hmm. her. Um, But I had no clue who she was. It could be Josh's mom. I don't know. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter. Actually, somebody else said that at the show, but I'll get there. So she comes up to me and she goes, so you're a cutter? And I go, yeah. And who are you? Just being super polite and, you know, whatever. Oh, I'm Diana. Um I founded Wind Up Records, and I'm like Diana fucking Meltzer. Are you kidding me? You know, I and mean? it was just like it was just. I'm like, and then as soon as she said it, I recognized. Like I could see pictures in my Ooh. head. You know, whatever. And we ended up having a great conversation, and and she was super cool. Did she, she was buying shots. I mean, she was just she was an awesome, awesome human being That's to experience. Awesome. I love those uh, but the cool next words. night at the show, mm-hmm. so Luna and I have a friend named Bria who lives in Phoenix. She mm-hmm. ended up coming with nice. to the show the next night, and it was a good time. And Uh, anyway, she, we're, we're watching the show and at the end they had all these people come up on stage and just basically a big, huge jam at the end. There's girls dancing, you know, whatever. It's Mm -hmm. New Year's Eve, Right, of course. 2019 now. Yeah. And this, you know, Diana gets on stage and she hugs Josh and he gives her a kiss in the middle of a guitar solo, just Mm -hmm. like he's playing, you know, whatever. And from Bria goes, oh, that is so sweet. Is that his mom? I bet that's his mom. And, and we just both looked at her and went, nope, that's actually the person who signed Seether. <laughs> John and Poole and Evanescence. And stuff. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's just fucking funny. It's such a cool moment, man.
2: <laughs> I had one of those moments this year. I mean, since the first podcast of 2019, look back at 2018 a little bit. When yeah. We were in Vegas last year uh-huh. and went to that dinner. With everybody, and I'm looking around the table at just all the people that we're having dinner with. It's just like holy shit, you signed Tool, and you signed Radiance the Machine, and <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> you at know the
1: it's table. That's it's nuts. So fantastic in this industry, uh, in the music community, and the rock part of it itself. We are the bastard stepchild of the mm-hmm. of the industry, and we everyone. I don't care who you signed or, or who you are. There is an agreement there for everyone, mm-hmm. and it's small. Yeah, the community is so incredibly small, mm-hmm. uh, and really everyone, everyone. It's just about doing it and just yeah. about making it, just about you know doing cool things. You know what's good for music, what's good for the business as well, but mm-hmm. you know what's good for, uh, what's like what's good for music. Uh, what's good, you know? What's good for myself? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it, its everything the support, else seems to be on top of it. The
2: support of everyone really oh. blows my mind. I know I recognize that uh, this year when <clears throat> uh, we went to Rock on the Range this year. And Roxy Mizell, who used to work with Hard Drive Radio and is just, I mean, she's She's a legend. legend. Like, I remember the day that she knew my name and I was like, holy shit, like, Roxy Roxy knows my, like, if I could be anybody in this business in my life, Roxy is who I want to be and she knows my name. Mom. Right? That's, so, that's that's Radio <laughs> Rock
1: Mom, man. She's, and she's amazing. amazing. Yeah.
2: So when she came to me this year, I think it was this year. It could have been last year at, at Rock on the Range. And it was just this, oh, I'm so glad to see you. And I'm just, I love seeing what you're doing in Wisconsin. Like, are you liking it? How are you feeling about it? <gasps> oh, I remember that, Katie. Yeah, it was okay, at the Stone so it was, Sour. Yes. It
1: was it was the year before, so, okay. so a year and a half ago.
2: But it was one of the it's those moments where there are so many cool things that we get to do.
0: that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary Void report prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus
2: you in this business and there are a lot of you know you're on stage in front of 40,000 people introducing a band you're talking to vinnie paul for god's sakes you know you're interviewing all these amazing amazing artists over the course of your career but it's the inside industry stuff it's those people that yes of course i love music or else i wouldn't be in this business but when i started in radio Roxy is someone I looked up to, Cheryl Valentine. These are the people that as a woman in radio, I look up to. When I flip through my like memory book, for lack of a better term, that has articles that I pulled out that I used to love. And I'm pulling out articles about women in radio that talks about Cheryl Valentine and Roxy Mizell. And I'm now I know them now and they're interested in my career and my life and my world 16 years ago, I have cut out articles from Radio and Records magazine from these people. That's the type of stuff that is just so mind-blowing to me. When you talk about going to Arizona and someone comes, the founder of Windup Records says, oh, you're a cutter? Yeah. You know my name. Uh huh. You know I exist as a human.
1: Oh yeah, I flipped out about it, dude. And I'll be completely honest, <laughs> Jave, I'm going to throw you under the bus too, man, because I don't care how long you've been in rock radio. You and I both had this super fangirl moment <laughs> about Dan because we, when we went to the bar, you know, like Jave and Jave Patterson is who mm-hmm. I'm talking about, and he does uh, he does a podcast on YouTube called Two Dudes Review, mm-hmm. but he's the operations manager. Um, for a cluster or a couple of radio stations in Reno, Nevada, and dude's a legendary figure as far as, uh, you know, music things go. Mm-hmm. You know, scheduling music and how to do, add records and all that stuff. He's he's great at that, uh, and has consulted other people and whatever. Mm-hmm. So Jay, who I love to death, he's one of my favorite people. He he starts, I think, realizes who she is, you know. And there's listen, this is the night before New Year's. We're all basically on vacation for a couple right. nights in Phoenix. and uh, Which
2: don't put radio people on vacation together.
1: No, <laughs> it's not, it doesn't end well. I think by this point, Bourne is probably already trying to figure out how to get a lift, but shuts off his phone, <laughs> tries to figure out how to get a lift, fig- shuts off his phone. Um, we don't get but, vacations
2: very often, so when we do, <laughs> we party it up. <laughs>
1: It's, you know and then later on I I realize I'm way drunker than I thought I was mm-hmm. you know one of those anyway so <laughs> Jay, I look at Jay, I realize he's freaking out about this like holy shit you know whatever and the same thing really nice really polite but then like turning around and looking at his wife going oh my God. <laughs> so I looked at him and I grabbed him like Jake let's go outside let's go outside <laughs> neither of us smoke anymore but let's like, let's go outside so we go outside <laughs> I'm like Dude, right? I know, dude. Holy shit! And that was it. Like went back inside. You can't
2: not. You can't not. (laughs) It was just.
1: It's so cool, man. But like again, but it goes to the point of everybody's just so cool in those cool moments, Mm -hmm. man. You know, and everybody has them, and it's not just doesn't have to be somebody who founded or signed a band that sold thirty million records. Sometimes it's just uh, it's
2: someone that affects you. Yeah, I know. This year, a highlight for me this year was the Fever three three three. Those guys, I mean, obviously we we met them at a radio contraband convention in Vegas and had this amazing time and then saw them throughout the year, uh, multiple festivals and things and just various conversations. But people like that that are just so genuinely in love with the music and so genuinely in love with the entire environment that surrounds the music that shit is contagious mm-hmm. so when you start to in this teeny tiny world of the bastard children that the rock industry is within the music industry the music industry itself is already like the kind of bastard child of regular business it's like the, that's very not a real so. job you know very much so it doesn't matter what you do in music that's not a real job But then the rock community inside of the music community is like the extra bastard child that like didn't even, just nothing, just didn't even get recognized. to. P.S. I'm wearing
1: a collared shirt. Don't tell me it's not a real job.
2: (laughs) I'm wearing a collared shirt. That's a flannel. Still collared.
1: Yeah, mine's close enough. Anyway, go ahead.
2: But uh, so that I think is the coolest part is just like all of us inside of the rock community, whether it's the founder of Windup Records or the intern at Market 350 Rock Station no one's heard of. Everybody just loves the music and is just so excited. They're like, oh, yeah, you're playing this band. Oh, cool. Have you heard this band? Oh, did you check out these guys? And yeah, that's, that's what it's about, best. man. It's so, if
1: you're, okay, look back in 2018. Mm-hmm. Had some fun moments, obviously. Uh, had some fun shows and fun concerts and some amazing experiences and, and not some, some good experiences mm-hmm. uh, in certain aspects, but musically. Yeah. Best record in your head that stands out. Forget the countdowns we've all done. Forget the countdowns we've all listened to. Forget the the articles we've all read. What was your doesn't matter. I don't care what genre, Katie. What was your record? Does
2: it have to be rock?
1: I just said I don't care what genre, Katie. NF Perception. Yeah.
2: Yeah, hip hop artist. Uh, he released an album called Perception. I heard this one song off of it called If You Want Love, and it's just this really just awesome song. And I mean, I love all types of music, so Mm -hmm. I dove into it. I I got in a real hip hop kick towards the second half of the year this year where I just lost in it with creativity and and writing and painting and things. Uh, And that album in particular, it's just a fantastic album. Went and saw him in Milwaukee at the beginning of September. Um, And I gotta say, like, just holy fuck, for a kid to put on a show like that, it's him by himself. And one dude that plays drums, and that's it. And they hmm. just rocked it out like, it, and it's live the whole time. You know, he's not—he doesn't have twenty guys helping him. It's not fifty people running around the stage. It's not this, any type of ridiculous production. It is him with one guy playing live drums, and it's just awesome. And yeah, so that album for me would definitely be the Perception. By NF, which is his initials. His name is Nathan something or other, so his initials are NF. And when I first started listening to it, I had no idea that this was like some multi-platinum selling artist on our sister station, the Top 40 station that we have. I had no idea. I'm just like, oh, this is an awesome song by an awesome artist. And then found out like, oh, one of our friends has a platinum record to the station sitting on her desk.
1: That's the best. I had no idea. That is the best discovery of music. When it's not, when it's just so organic like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: So that would be mine. What about you? What was yours?
1: Uh, mine is in the rock world, but it's in the metal world. A, song that, a band that has started to kind of the process of crossing over to mainstream, uh, but a band I've listened to for a decade plus, and that's, uh, that's Parkway Drive's yeah. album, Reverence. And I, I don't know what it is about that record, um, but it just stuck with me, mm-hmm. and I couldn't stop listening to it when it came out. Uh, Went and saw them uh, in Chicago. Saw them in where the hell else did I see them somewhere? A couple festivals, yeah. Uh, Either way, it it was I don't know that record just it grabbed me, man. The the lyrics are what they are, um, but musically, the way Winston's voice and his lyrics go in with the guitar, and then how the lead guitar works with the rhythm guitar. It's just how everything works together. It's what I love about metal, mm-hmm. and it, to me, that's one of the most perfect metal records I've heard in years. Mm-hmm. Um, Ire, you know the one that came out three years ago from Parkway one. Drive, is definitely up there on, that li- on my list too. Like those two records, for whatever they have hit a point where it's just holy shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and that record, uh, but it's hard. Like after that, I like I would say that's number one for sure. Mainly because it's the record I listened to the most mm-hmm. in 2018. Uh, but there are there are there are there are some amazing are a lot of great records, ones. man I I'll got, be honest I man. got addicted yeah even artists like I, I got addicted to grandson for a good month. right? I mean fucking addicted
2: amazing artist the fever three 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 put out an incredible album uh Bear Bad Chutes. flower you guys Bad, inter- oh you, my God. you you and
1: Luna introduced me to Bad Flower right at the end of 2017, You're so right and uh, it, between her playing it all the time mm-hmm. at home, I think that's you talking about it. But her playing it all the mm-hmm. time at home is where, and, and in the car is sort of where so I started good. to get it. And then when they did a showcase when we were in Vegas mm-hmm. last year, I, I was like I was sold. I was done. I was I, like Cause that's they're just it.
2: that fucking so good.
1: They didn't have. I mean, the only music they released in 2018 was the single "Ghost," mm-hmm. but in 2018. Yeah. I definitely spent a lot of time listening to the nine songs they I, had oh posted absolutely online. i
2: think soap is probably one of my favorites mm-hmm. i love that but i'm looking forward to the new album okay i'm sick february yeah. 22nd is when that one drops um yeah there were a lot of i'll say this i'm really surprised i have been so stuck on rock for such a long time and i love all types of music and i definitely have tried some different things here and there But I haven't gotten into a mood where I was just straight hip hop outside of being at work in a really, really like probably 10 plus years. Mm -hmm. So when I dove into that world, I mean, I had a solid five, six months where I was just kind of building this playlist on Spotify and and discovered a lot of incredible uh, hip hop artists that. You hear so often people are like, oh, I don't like any of the new hip hop crap and I want to go back to the days when it was lyrical and you know all that. So if you want to go back Ooh, does, to the days when it was lyrical. Does it, it not lyrical, feel
1: like it's happening right now in hip hop? I feel like that's like, gone. Here's what there, I think has m- happened. Maybe it's just because of, of the people I hang out with.
2: I, I think it it's, it's depends on where you go. Just like rock, there are so many variations of the style. What has become popular has become the party tracks, just like what became popular in rock in the 80s was the party tracks. It's the party tracks that become popular and that influence other genres of music. Mm -hmm. So if you want the type of hip hop that is lyrically driven, that has some great beats and some great production on it, yes, but is more lyrically driven, you got to dig a little harder. Same thing with rock. If you want something that doesn't have the quote unquote cookie cutter sound, you gotta dig a little bit harder. I mean, we're I'm lucky I work at a station with an awesome music director who's not afraid to try new things and is willing to uh, step outside. I heard, outside that, I heard box. that
1: guy's an asshole.
2: He is an asshole, but he's still not afraid to step (laughs) outside the box. You know what I mean? Being able to play bands like we were the first band that jumped on Bad Flower. Nobody else. Twice. Twice. We jumped (laughs) on Bad Flower. Yeah. Right. You know, the Fever 333. We were one of the first artists or stations on that grandson. We were one of the first rock stations on that. So when you work for a station like us, then awesome. Great you get to hear a lot of that stuff but you don't everywhere else so i think just with anything you kind of have to dig a little more sometimes
1: what about disappointments were there any disappointments for you musically hmm. i say that because i'm going through my list of uh records that came out in 2018 and I, you know and, and there's a I lot see of it. i haven't made my list but well, it's just a <laughs> it, yeah i mean kind of here it's just a
2: right you know, I, so I can keep scrolling, I, but like you can write that the beginning, perfect circle.
1: Oh, I was yeah, disappointed in the perfect yeah, circle yeah. album.
2: I'm not gonna say I didn't like it, um, because I thought it was a good album. Uh, I was disappointed in the album in general as a whole, and I was disappointed when I saw them live. Twice I saw them live this year: once at a festival, one on a solo show. Mm-hmm. And I think if I was on mushrooms, I really would have liked it.
1: Yeah, it's just the laser. But
2: being sober, it was just. <sighs>
1: eh. I, yeah, I don't know. The The A Perfect Good. Circle one is interesting. I it's because that record it. I didn't like either. Yeah, and I love A Perfect Circle. Yeah. But I will say this: the you know the Thirteen Step and de Gnomes, I didn't get on the first listen. Neither of those records. It took me. A while before I was able to really get into either of those albums mm-hmm. I, I want to say they weren't even tuning anymore by the time I was really like oh my god I love these records otherwise it was just oh yeah that's that's Maynard's other band right um and and then there's that weird one Pussifer as well you know I like love that Pussifer. um yeah but this this record just didn't it didn't, didn't hit do it anything for me. for me I I did you know I had that conversation with I talked to Billy Howard Elk twice in the last uh, year and a half, and. Um, the initial talk that we had had, they had just released the first single, "Doomed," um, which was awesome, right? But the, and rest the record of the album hadn't come out yet. They were still finishing the album, you know. And uh, that show, and that was at the Aftershock Music Festival in Sacramento, California, in 2017. And they, I thought they were fantastic. That whole show was just incredible. Mm-hmm. Now that was after a long day, mm-hmm. um, you know, and after a long day in the heat, you have you have a drink or two, you have a little buzz going, right? Mm-hmm. And that's when I watched them and it was outside and all these people just felt like there was something cool about it. Mm-hmm. By the time I saw them again six months later, I didn't care.
2: See, I thought it was great. When I saw them at Rock on the Range, I was really, oh wow, yeah. this is they did a they did a great job. It, it, I liked the Rock on the Range festival performance, but when I saw them solo yeah. a few months later, I was just like I mean, God, I wish I had some drugs to make this matter. Yeah, I
1: mean, is it because you already saw it? Like, it's a weird... But it was
2: a different... Because when they played the festival, they played so so many more hits. And the album, I don't... Maybe it had been released by that point. Maybe it was, like, just released. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think it's just kind of the way in which they're going. I mean, A Perfect Circle is a little bit more of an artsy band. So to say that I don't understand the direction in which they're going... would be foolish. I, I mean, I get it. I recognize why the concert was the way that it was. And it makes sense to go with the flow of what they're doing. For me personally, I was not a fan of that. I felt the same way when I saw in this moment again after having not seen them for so many years. The first time I saw in this moment, they were all over the fucking place. There weren't costume changes, there weren't any of that stuff. I recognize the artistry that goes into what they do in a show now. I get it. I, I understand all of that. I want to bring these songs to life and put the visualization with it. like all of it totally get it. I'd still rather you just plug and play your fucking music, like. But that's me. That's how I prefer to join. Okay, wait.
1: Uh, to go off on the In This Moment thing for just one second, and I respect because, what they do. It's because just on they, my style. they did, they did a pretty big headlining tour mm-hmm. in the spring of 2018 that we went to. I don't know if you went. But I, I did know not. I, did. Okay. I didn't make it to that show. Um, I remember, I remember the old metal days of In mm-hmm. This Moment, thrash metal days of In This Moment, mm-hmm. where yeah, she's climbing on on lights, and yeah, It's just it's it's craziness, right? Mm-hmm. The first time I saw the current edition of In This Moment was quite a few years ago, but um, right after Blood had come out, mm-hmm. and I, I was I was disappointed. Mm-hmm. Okay. By the time I saw them this past spring, which it would be now be the third time I've seen this style of show from In This Moment, I was blown away. Yeah, it was different. I don't know if they had figured out how to make it work. I don't know if it was because it was a much larger venue that mm-hmm. it worked better mm-hmm. than smaller clubs. Um, but everything just flowed way better.
2: Well, I mean, I know that they've been working on tightening things up and, and when we talked to Chris last year, I believe mm-hmm. he was talking about yeah, them. that was
1: the half devil, half God. Yeah. That was the first part of that. too. They, yeah. they were
2: talking about tightening things up. And it's one of those things where I appreciate it's two years ago. Now. I appreciate what they're doing Ugh. in no way, shape or form. Am I saying that it's bad? Like I like it and it's cool and I understand it. Um, but for me and the way that I want to take a concert in the way that I want to see a show, I'd also rather see a 400 person venue than a 15,000 person massive show. Like I'm I'm very much the organic plug and play your shit. Don't give me a whole bunch of special effects. Don't give me a whole bunch of crap. Don't give me a bunch of showy shit. Just plug and play your instrument and let me jam out like a crazy person and sure. feel your sweat and you feel mine. That's how I enjoy shows See, so I feel anything like outside of that I, I feel like there's a
1: time and place for both of those and mm-hmm. I, you know sometimes yeah I definitely prefer the sweaty club a thousand people 500 mm-hmm. people you know whatever just feel the energy in the room type of show mm-hmm. um I know. Uh, I know. Under Oak did a huge headline tour at the end of the year, which the reviews on that, and even some friends, including Luna, had gone. Mm-hmm. It's just like, "The I've never experienced energy like that at I'm a show."
2: Still have yet to see them.
1: Right? We worked two festivals with them, and you didn't get a chance. Nope. Yeah, that sucks
2: because of work.
1: <laughs> I know it, it happens. <laughs> Who
2: <All right>, said? <laughs> here's mine.
1: Here is mine. And this is—it's funny because I always put in my brain. My brain goes. Maynard James Keenan mm-hmm. and Trent Reznor are the same type of person. They're probably not see. at all, but in my brain, because as a kid, it's Tool and Nine Inch Nails. I can and it's, see where they, you they, would feel they got that way. really popular at the same time. They're and,
2: both ridiculously intelligent and articulate people, and, very and are creative. very and and very methodical in their creativity. Right. They're not one of those all over the place. Randomness, like their creativity is, I can see where you would think that they're similar.
1: The Nine Inch Nails EP, mm-hmm. Bad Witch, mm. is some of the worst mm-hmm. things I've ever heard in my life.
2: Yeah, I'm not a fan.
1: And I do not understand why people, I don't, I'm not going to say who, but certain publications, uh, have put Bad Witch as number one or top five records. <sighs> Of two thousand eighteen. Bad Witch wasn't even a rat it was an E P, but like so what? It it's you, a collection of music that I cannot sit down and listen to. You know what, I cannot listen to it. Like you know I have tried.
2: That says to me that the people that run so many of these publications and so forth Don't listen to shit and are so names. ridiculously out of touch with what is actually happening in the rock industry. Yeah. It's the same conversation we have every year when award shows start coming out. Now, the Grammys this year, I think i did a fantastic. They're getting better and better and better yeah and every closer year seems and closer go, yeah, and closer. Yeah, uh-huh. But even still, you can still pick holes in certain choices that they have on their list. And I think that that's just what happens. The Rock music right now is not the popular form of music. Mm -mm. So there's a complete misunderstanding of the way in which the rock format has changed, which is why you have people that are like, rock is dead. No, rock isn't dead. The way that you listened to rock 50 years ago is different. The bands like the Beatles don't exist anymore, but rock isn't dead. Bands like Motley Crue don't exist, but there are bands with some crazy other sounds that you may never, ever have heard of or experienced because it's just the industry is changing. The people that make those award decisions that are lost in the world of pop and hip hop are not. Following the way in which the rock industry are changing, so right they're, you know, th- is this the same list that called whatever Five Finger Death Punch a bunch of roid heads or some ridiculousness? Mm, no, I don't think so. Rolling I think Stone w- did that list about like oh, the, maybe the it worst, was Rolling Stone the, the worst albums of the year or the worst rock bands or something like that, and they put they <sighs> said so they talk st- talk shit on Five Finger Death Punch because you know everybody, everybody likes to talk shit, shit on Five Finger, five finger Death, Death Punch.
1: Yeah, but Five Finger Death Punch is a pretty formulaic. Metal band, I get it. Cool. It's not that's fine. it's not the creative artistic output that is, you know, or what you would expect from a from an Imperfect Circle or inch Nails. Mm-hmm. But I'll listen I'll listen to Injustice for None from Five Finger Death Punch. Every single day for the rest of my life over those two pieces of garbage. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm Dude, sorry I'm with ya. because I I will I am one of the biggest Nine Inch Nails fans you can meet. Ditto. And I love everything Maynard has touched. And Billy Howardell is one of my favorite people on the planet. But he is, is, is a sweetheart of a human being and an amazing creative guitar player and songwriter. I do not personally like those records. If you get into them, awesome. Rock Good on. for you. They exist, and somebody should get into them. Mm. But I personally do not. Injustice for None, Five Finger Death Punch, it's a great, put on the background and do some shit record. Mm -hmm. And you know what? The world needs records like that.
2: I think that everything has its own place. And everybody, you can like all different types of rock. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'll go from something that is soft and chill and more acoustic sounding all the way into something scream your face off death metal and everything that runs the gamut in between. And I am so fucking sick and tired. I'm going to say this to start off 2019. (laughs) If I have one more fucking person tell me what is or is not rock and roll, you can suck a dick that I grow. (laughs) I am done with it. This fucking rock elitist (laughs) bullshit of... That's not rock and roll. Fuck you. Hey, Katie. What?
1: We are our, our own worst enemy.
2: Hey now. Pretty sure we've had this podcast next, before. Next Rockcast? What is rock?
1: <laughs> we are our own worst enemy? Shut the fuck up? I don't know. What do you want to call it? All of them. Cutter's Rockcast.
2: Don't forget to tune in. Exactly.
0: With the Lucky Land Sluts, you can get lucky just
2: about anywhere.